Amen. Amen. Now we we'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us, let us, let us exalt his name together. Amen. Amen. If you turn to the book of Revelation, the 21st chapter. And if you start at verse 1, you will find these words. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, everybody say all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Church, we've got something to look forward to. We have something to look forward to. This, this book, this book of Revelation is a book of hope. For many, it is a fearful book. But it was written as a book of hope. It was written at a time of persecution. John, the apostle, was sentenced to banishment on the Isle of Patmos because 
he would not stop preaching the Christ and him crucified. The saints in John's day were being persecuted for being Christians. I cannot imagine being persecuted for being a Christian. Being a Christian represents the good that God looks for in mankind. Being a Christian represents the finish of his redemptive work. Being a Christian means that we have had our past sins washed away and have entered into a covenant relationship with God. Being a Christian fulfills the plan of God and reveals our obedience to Jesus the Christ. He'll be our protector. He'll be our provider. He'll be our guide, our sustainer, and our deliverer. He'll be our father and our instructor, and we will be his people. Being a Christian means we wear the name that he gave that we worship according to his will, that we conduct ourselves as directed by his Holy Spirit. Being a Christian means that we'll give glory to the Son. It means that we renounce the wicked ways of the world and live a life of righteousness, obedience, service, because we love him who first loved us, and I can't imagine being persecuted for that. I do not believe that there's much that we have to worry about in this country because we are Christians. However, even in the absence of persecution, we should live like we belong to God. Maybe even especially in the absence of persecution, we ought to live like we belong to God. Ain't nobody going to throw us in jail if we pray. We're not being removed from our job because we proclaim the name of Jesus. There is no persecution for being Christians. Therefore, our Christianity ought to always be on display. When we remember whose we are, our attitude ought to change. When we remember whose we are, our conduct all to change. Just knowing I'm in Christ, in Christ is not enough. There's got to be some changes made in my life. Being a Christian is a badge of accomplishment. It means that I've decided to live differently than the world lives. There's got to be some changes. It means that I've been, I've agreed to be guided by the Holy Spirit of God. There ought to be some changes. They were being tortured to renounce Christianity. The saints in John's day were fearful and they needed some hope. Prayers for deliverance from the tyrants of the land went unanswered. Torture, oppression, persecution and slaughter awaited the blood-bought sanctified children of God. The redeemed were afraid to say so. So God, through his his servant John, sent the church a message of hope. This lets me know that whatever we face, 
God knows. However we suffer, God knows. Whatever frightens us, harasses us, worries us, endangers us, attacks us, overwhelms us, or makes us doubt, God knows and he cares. If God stepped in when the church was being persecuted to let them know that he was with them, he'll do it for me. I'm his child. I cry too. I hurt too. I worry too. If he's the God I believe he is, then he cares for me just as much as he cared for those church in the first century. So John is told to write. And this is part of what he wrote. This is the vision God sent to his servant and instructed him to send it to the church. This is what I have to look forward to. This is what Jesus is preparing for me. This is where I'll be after the judgment. John gives us a hint at what is on its way and it's all good. Now, what we have to recognize is that John is trying to divide, describe a heavenly scene yes, in earthly terms. He's trying to use his limited vocabulary to record and inform us of what God has in store for his children. Y'all follow what I'm talking about now? Y'all remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about Paul. Paul got caught up to the third heaven. And he said, I heard things that was not lawful to be spoken. And I seen things I couldn't tell you about. It was 14 years ago. God wouldn't let me tell you what happened. But now, because the church is in trouble, they need some hope. Y'all follow what's going on? When the church is in trouble, God is standing by. He's just telling us, just hold on. Just hold on. I got you. This is going to end. It ain't going to trouble, ain't going to last always. And in order to encourage you to hold on so all y'all don't jump ship, I need to let you know what you got. We got something, church, to look forward to. Text says, there'll be no more sea. The sea represents a separation from God. In, in Revelation 4 and 6, the Bible said there was a sea before the throne. Yes, sir. Now we're down to chapter 21. Ain't no more sea. Right. Well, we're, we're, able to, we're able to come closer to God. God, God is saying, there's nothing going to separate us now. You, to look, you got something to look forward to. And that's coming closer to the throne of God. I, I like that. I can look forward to being closer to God. He says there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. Why do we need a new one? Because the former things have passed away. The holy city, the new Jerusalem, it ain't nothing like the old Jerusalem. All we know about heaven will be new. All we know about earth will be new. And if God is preparing it, it ain't going to just be new. It's going to be better. I want to encourage y'all this morning. We've got something to look forward to. New things. New things are viewed with anxious anticipation. 
a new job uh-huh. is viewed with anxious anticipation. A new house is viewed with anxious anticipation. A new car, a new baby, a new relationship, or even a new outfit are all viewed with anxious anticipation. When we talk about something being new, we're looking for it to be better than the old one. In our all right up, we look for new things to bring us more satisfaction. Even the things that we know will get old, we're still excited about them when they are new. And so God, remember what God is doing. He's given the church reason to hope. Saints, they're going to be a brand new earth and a brand new heaven. And first thing I've been thinking, wow, wonder what it's going to be like. It's going to be a new Jerusalem. That old Jerusalem is going to pass away. But I haven't seen it yet. I just wonder what it's going to be like. Can you see the anxiousness of the the church in the early church? New things get more attention. New cars get washed more than old cars. You're right. Come on, brother. A new coat is treated nicer than the old coat. And the apostle tells the church, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. So bring on that anxious anticipation. I can't wait to see what my God has for me. He's going to bring us closer because it ain't going to be no more see. Look at what else he said. He said it'll be prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. When when you think of a bride, you immediately think of a a new beginning. Isn't that right? right. A bright future. We're turning the page on that past chapter. We're starting a new chapter Uh in our lives. We're starting a new exciting new life with the one that we love. And and, and you're looking at it as as something that brings hope and excitement down the road. We don't know what marriage is like, but we look at the bride and say they're beginning their lives together. Only in the books do you get a happily ever after. But you can still have excitement on the wedding day. Isn't that all right? So when you think of a bride, he says she's coming as a bride adorned for her husband. That signifies to me a new beginning, a new exciting beginning. It's not the warden coming to take you away. It's a bride going for her husband. It's not the police with their lights showing up at your door. It's a bride adorned by her husband. It's not an invading army coming over the hill. It's as a bride. Y'all see how this going to bring some hope to the church. And we even today, we need some hope. Because this world has lost its mind. It does not matter where you are, who you are, what you got, or what you're doing. This world has lost its mind. And we need some hope. So we need something to look forward to. He says that the tabernacle of God 
is with me. The tabernacle of God is where God came to commune with his man. He would come down and talk to Moses at the tabernacle. He would talk with Aaron at the tabernacle. He would give him a word to give to Joshua at the tabernacle. Hebrews 1 and 1. God, who at sundry time and in divers manners, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, had in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had himself purged our sin, Set out on the right hand of the majesty on high. So God now yes. talks to us yes. through his son. Yes. But, but John says, the tabernacle of God uh-huh. is with me. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's means something. That means my connection to God uh-huh. is here. That's right. Yeah. I ain't got to go nowhere. Right. It's here. It's already there. God's sending me his word through his man in the tabernacle. Oh, y'all gonna get this in a minute. He's sending me his word to it through his man at the tabernacle, and the tabernacle is already. Amen. Then he says, he says, he shall dwell with them. That ought to be enough right there. We won't have to seek him because he's gonna dwell with us. We won't have to, we, he won't visit us. He's going to dwell with us. He won't look for us. He'll dwell with us. He'll live with us. Lord have mercy. He'll live with us. He's going to be with us. Did not Jesus say, I'll never leave you nor forsake you? Did not Jesus say, Lord, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world? Did not Jesus say, I will not leave you comfortless? Did not Jesus say, he's going to be with us? So when you look around at the foolishness that's out in the world, you need something to look forward to. We need something that's going to help us keep moving because after a while, it'd be so bad, all of us would just take a handful of pills and call it a day. That's If you ain't got nothing to look forward to, what's the use? If it ain't going to get no better than this, what's the use? If, every, if I might get shot standing in the line at the teller, what's the use? John said, no, no, no. You got something you can look forward to. He's going to dwell with us. He'll be our God. And we'll be his people. If you know anything about the protective history of God, about the provision of God, about the deliverance of God, and about the love of God, then you will know that it means something for Jehovah to be your God. And for you to be his people. He does great things for his people. He does wonders for his people. He desires great things for his people. When you say that he is my God and I'm his people, that's saying something. Because the record reveals that when you are the child of God, that God got your back. 
he got your future all laid out. He's got some things in the work that you don't know nothing about. But when you get there, you'll know it wasn't nobody but the Lord. When you're his people, you ain't got to be afraid of giants. Just tell say, God say, I'm going to live here. So you might as well pack up and move. You, when you belong to him, you and the Bible says your enemy will come in one way and they go out seven ways. So when John, so when John tells the church that we'll be, he'll be our God. And not only will he be our God, we'll be his people. They know they've got something to look forward to. And then the text says, to the text says, he will wipe all tears. From their eyes. I see this as him taking away the reasons to cry. See, I've had my tears wiped away and soon found another reason to cry. I've stopped crying for a moment. But the reason I cried stayed right there. I might not have been shedding tears, but I was still hurting. There were times when I wish I could cry and only wound up crying on the inside. But here, the revelator tells us there'll be no more reason to cry. How you know, preacher? He said ain't gonna be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, no more pain. That's what I'm looking forward to. No more reason to cry. If you look around down here, It'll almost bring you to tears, won't it? Look at the news. Somebody killed over here. Killed over there. This little child is missing. This place is on fire. Storm is coming. Government is in turmoil. Can't trust this guy. Can't trust that guy. They going to court over the election. Now one of them is no good. Amen. Y'all follow what I'm talking about? If you look at this world, there's plenty of reasons to cry. But God is going to wipe all. See, 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 crying ain't the problem. It's the reason we cry. Y'all see what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I would love to just shed tears of joy every day. But I don't have that luxury. And so what God is telling the church, the church that's hiding from their persecutors, the church that's being arrested and having dogs sicked on them, the church that's being lit on fire and burned at the stake, the church that's being crucified, the church that's having a young one snatched out of their mama's arm, he's telling them, God going to wipe all y'all tears away. Tell me that ain't something to look forward to. Tell me if you was in that situation, that wouldn't give you just a little bit of hope. He's told to write these things, for they are faithful and true. And then he said, he said unto me, it is done. It is done. It ain't going to happen. It's done happening. Don't look forward to, to maybe happen. It is done. I'm alpha and I'm omega. I'm the start of it. And I'm the end of it. I'm the beginning and the end. I love that about my Lord. 
He's the beginning. I, I, I like to watch. I like to watch these science programs about space, and yeah, and, and, and they're talking about the elements, and they try to find out when the universe began, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, a hundredth of a second after the Big Bang, and, and, and all of this kind, of, and they created all of these all these chemicals and, and elements, and they came together, but but they didn't know how to go past. Who caused the bang? Yeah, maybe God did start it with a big bang. We don't know. He just said he created. He didn't tell us how he created it. Maybe he did do a big bang. But who banged it? Jesus said, I'm the beginning. The beginning didn't begin till I began it. Start didn't start till I started it. You can't go past me. I'm the beginning. However far back you go, that's where I am. I'm already there. Because I'm the beginning. And however far ahead you go, I'm going to be the one to end this thing. You can hang from your, hang from your feet and jump off the building. I'm going to be the one going to end this thing. And so if my Lord is going to end it, how you think it's going to turn out? That ought to give us Give us some hope. Amen. I got something to look forward to, man. You will, you will get so depressed if you look at the state of mankind right here in the 21st century, right here in Chicago, Illinois. You will look at the news reports and think that we've gone back to animals, that we don't have good sense, that we don't care nothing about life and limb and property. That it's my way or the highway. And if you want to survive, you had to get with the program or get out the way. But, that, but somewhere, somebody ought to say, no, my God say he's going to end this business. You ain't in charge of nothing. You don't do nothing he don't let you do. And when he decides to put an end to it, enough is going to be enough. He said, I'm Alpha and Omega. Drink freely from the fountain of the water of life. Don't that sound good? He said the overcomers, overcomers will inherit. Overcomers for him to be our God. Overcomers have us as his sons. Cowards don't overcome. Unbelievers don't overcome. Murderers don't overcome. The sexually immoral do not overcome. Neither those who are idolaters or liars or practice magic arts, they don't overcome. I'm glad. I'm glad I belong to God. Because he always gives me what I need. If I'm distressed, he'll send me some comfort. If I'm lost, he'll send me some direction. If I'm worried, he'll send me some assurance. If I'm confused, he'll send me some guidance. If I'm wounded, he'll send me some healing. If I'm lonely, he'll send me some fellowship. If I'm weak, he'll send me strength. If I'm doubting, he'll send me hope. Don't forget who God is. Don't forget what he's done. Walk like you belong to somebody. Talk like you've been saved by somebody. And if I'm persecuted, he'll send me a book of hope. We got something to look forward to. And you know the good thing about looking forward? It requires us to stop looking back. Amen. Amen. Yes, 
We are not physically prepared to look forward and back at the same time. Isn't that right? Even when you're driving and you're looking in your mirror. You looking in your mirror, you better glance back at the what's in front of you. Is that right? You are, you are not able to put one eye on the road and one eye on the mirror. Yeah. So, so, so if I'm looking forward, that means I ain't. Do, do, do y'all hear the Apostle Paul? Philippians 3.13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark. Wait a minute. I press toward the mark. There's a mark I'm trying to reach. And if I reach that mark, I'll get the prize. Do y'all see this? Sometimes we don't read that right. I press for the mark for the prize. Y'all see this? Of a high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I'm pressing toward the mark. Some have been mistreated. But you need to reach for those things which are before. Some have been disrespected. But you need to forget those things that are behind and press toward the mark. Some have been lied on. But you need to forget those things that are behind and reach for those things which are before. Some have been hurt by others. You need to forget those things that are behind and reach for the mark. Press for the mark. When I praise the Lord, I'm pressing toward the mark because I want my prize. When I'm, when I'm thanking the Lord, I'm pressing toward the mark because I want my prize. When I show love to my enemies, I'm pressing toward the mark because I want my prize. When I forgive those who trespass against me, I'm pressing toward the mark because I want my prize. Paul said, I got to forget that stuff that's behind me. And some of us, come on. Some of us are still looking back And we ain't looking forward God got something for us to look forward to When I honor the Lord I'm pressing toward the mark Why you pressing toward the mark Walker Because I want my prize There's a prize in Christ Jesus So Paul So, so, so John the revelator gives the church in the first century who going through actual living persecution, risk your life type stuff. And he writes to give them hope. He says, don't you worry. Pretty soon, ain't gonna be no sea. You come right to the throne of God. Matter of fact, God got a tabernacle to dwell with you uh -huh. and he will be among you right. he'll be your God yeah, yeah. and you'll be his people yeah. and all this stuff is gonna be new yeah. heaven and earth gonna be new yeah. Jerusalem 
going to be new. All that other stuff going to be passed away. I got something new for you. That ought to get us all excited. We're waiting with tiptoe anticipation. When is the new stuff coming? I'm looking. I don't like what's going on right now. I'm ready for some new stuff. And if God is preparing it, it ain't just new. It's better. I want something better than this. I want a better heaven and a better earth than what I know about. I want something that God has got prepared for me. And then he said, I'm going to wipe away all your tears. You ain't gonna have no reason to cry. Not just I'm not just gonna take a handkerchief. No, no. Ain't gonna be no more death. Ain't gonna be no more sorrow. Ain't gonna be no more pain. Ain't gonna be no reason for you to cry. We got something to look forward to. Oh, but lest we forget. Verse 8. There is a verse 8. Revelation 21. Got a verse 8. He said, but the fearful and the unbelieving. Those of you who don't want to lose what you got to get what you need. The fearful. Those who think that I got to hold on to this. Because this is all there is. Those who are fearful. The unbelieving. The ones that say God ain't coming. The ones that say God ain't got nothing for us. The ones that say God ain't going to do that. You got Revelation 21. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable. Those who do these abominations before the eyes of God. The murderers. The whoremongers. The sorcerers. The liars. Oh Lord. All liars. I see, I see you waving off the porch. I just drove past your house, didn't I? Oh. Even the little white lies. Even I didn't want to hurt your feelings by telling you the truth lies. That's not Walker. That's what Bible says. I didn't write it. I just read it. All of us. And what we need to recognize, what we need to recognize, there's a there's a difference in telling a lie. Come on, preacher. Look out, preacher. And being a liar. Yes, sir. Yes, all right. Y'all do understand that, right? See, see, if I if I tell a lie, if that's not really my character then that's the exception and ain't the norm. But we all know some folk. You can't believe nothing they say. They are liars. I know folk lie for no good reason. Just I did, it's just in their nature. I'm not going to tell you I didn't lie. I don't lie. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to tell you that. But I'm working real hard to save my lives for something important. I 
Not only that. Not only that. See, some folk we lie to, they ain't even important enough to warrant a lie. You don't need to be lying to you. You ain't that important. Y'all do get what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, it's not to say that we won't sin, but God don't want that to be our nature. He doesn't want that to be our character. He wants us to put away some of that stuff. At least some of it. Church, we got something to look forward to. But those who don't believe, y'all got something to look forward to too. And it ain't going to be pretty. You're going to have a spot, a seat reserved for you. The Bible says their part. I'm not going to take your place. You're going to have your own place. Y'all follow what I'm talking about? Everybody, gonna, all those people he named, going to have their own spot. You ain't got to worry about it be crowded. <laughs> no, it's not like musical chairs when one stops, somebody ain't going to have a seat. No. You're going to have your spot. In the lake. We all got something to look forward to. And I'm wondering, are you looking for the no more tears side or the lake side? Are you looking for the in the presence of God side or the lake side? Are you looking for the part where there's no more pain side or you want the lake side? Who's going to be on the lake side? The unbelievers. Yeah, yeah. I believe. Well, if you believe, then you will be baptized. You don't just get to do half of it. Jesus said, he that believeth and. Not just he that believeth. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Maybe there's somebody here this morning needs to be baptized. Maybe there's somebody here, they haven't been looking forward to the right thing. And you realize you headed for the lakeside well, with a reserved seat. Yes, sir. You can change your direction. Come to Jesus and be saved. Believe that he is the son of God. Repent of your sins. Change your lifestyle. Confess him as the savior of the body. And then be baptized in water. For the remission of your sins. The Lord will add you to his church. And you can be a Christian. John said he will be our God. And we will be his people. Don't you want to be one of God's people this morning? Don't you want to have something wonderful to look forward to? Don't you want some encouraging words said to you in your times of dark days? Lord, no, we all got dark days. It may be dark for different reasons, but it's still dark, right? It may be painful for different reasons, but they're still painful. Might not nobody know why you're in pain, but you're still in pain. Might not nobody know why you're sad, but 
you still sad. You still need encouragement. You still need help. And when you see what God did to the first century church when they was in trouble, he sent them a word. Don't you worry. I got this. I'm the alpha and the omega. I'm the beginning and the end. It ain't going to end until I end it. And when I end it, I'm going to end it right. It's done. Not going to be done. It's done. It's already in the books. You just haven't gotten there yet. Y'all follow what I'm talking about? That's what God did to his people when they was in trouble. It's the same God we serve. He come through when we're in trouble. He just give us some hope. He said, I ain't going to pull you out just yet, but don't you worry. Something good is coming. Got something to look forward to. So while you suffering, you can praise him because I got something to look forward to. Even through your tears, I'm crying today, but one of these days, I ain't going to be crying no more. Even in your pain, you say, I got pain now. One of these days, I ain't going to be no more pain. So I can deal with this right here, right now, because pretty soon, God going to bring me home with him. That's for his people. You want to be one of his today? You ought to come to Jesus. You ought to come be baptized. Be added to the church that Christ built. The church of Christ. If that's your desire, if you need prayer, if you're having a tough time, for whatever reason, God sees and God knows. And you ought to let us go to him on your behalf. Let him ask him to help you. Let's all talk to God about your situation.